What's going on, everybody? This is Justin coming to you live one last time from San Diego, California. Uh, we got a packed show for you guys. Run through our sports headlines of the week, mostly Zag themed. A lot of basketball to talk. Um, I'll keep it there for that for that segment. Um, then we run through our games this week. Gonzaga takes on Kansas and Auburn Thanksgiving Day, and then the following Friday, or that Friday. Uh, then we update you guys on our NFL gauntlet. Other shit we're watching this week. A lot of college basketball, boys. There's basketball this week. How we feeling? Hey, Jay Page. Uh, this is Jake up in Alaska. It's cold. It's dark. But just the thought of Gonzaga playing in two days is keeping me warm and keeping my hope alive. So I'm doing great. I love it, Jake. What's up, gentlemen? Lovely night to be a Zag. Uh, boys, we're only a couple of hours away. A couple of hours away from Gonzaga basketball. Not just Gonzaga basketball, but going up against a true blue blood. I cannot wait, baby. We are knocking on the door. Absolutely huge. Um, yeah, and I missed one part of the show. Uh, we are also doing a Zags Thanksgiving segment, comparing players to Thanksgiving food. Very fun. And as always, we're joined by our lovely interns, Coop, Dan, and Zambi. Dan, take us away. All right, let's go, baby. Huge day of news in the Gonzaga basketball program. Florida transfer Andrew Nemhard granted immediate eligibility by the NCAA. Boys, we can see him suit up Thursday against Kansas. Like, I, this blew my mind when I, I saw that. This is one of those where I was away from my phone for like 20 minutes, and I came back, and I think I had like 30 texts. And it was just you, – you just, you just start smiling as you just scroll through the excitement, and it's crazy. We have two – five-star point guards on this Gonzaga team. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, bananas news. Um, I think it was, I don't know if you guys got this feeling too, but it was like such good news that I was looking for a negative in it. I was looking for like, wait, wait, well, well how, how could this possibly negatively affect Gonzaga? Like certainly the NCAA wouldn't just hand us the NCAA like tournament trophy before the season even started. So there had to be some sort of catch with this. I think we've all kind of talked about like, maybe there's something going on with the starting lineup, but I mean, Dan, Dan said it first when we were talking earlier, this is the best possible problem for any college basketball team to have. I love it. What do you think Paige? Uh, absolutely. Um, I think I, it kind of almost bothered me for a second. Cause I was like, Whoa, this isn't part of like the plan. We've all been kind of, hearing about, you know, he was going to redshirt and whatnot. But at the end of the day, it really does sound like, A, they're preparing a little bit for COVID in, in regards to having some more depth, some veteran depth, but they're also pushing all their chips in. And I absolutely love that mentality. If you have a chance to go win a natty, why not? So I love that mentality. Um, and I'm super stoked to see Nemard uh, suit up a year early. Yeah, I'll just add uh, one more thing for, for my takeaway here. It did seem like at craziness in the kennel, just watching him, I felt like he was involved so much in just that scrimmage that maybe this should have been more predictable by us, at least at least Gonzaga pursuing it as much as they wanted to, and Nemhard being willing 
to, uh, you know, accept that waiver and not redshirt. He, he was a huge part of that craziness in the kettle. It almost involved in every play played, played just as much as anyone else, I think. And so I, I don't know. I, I think that Mark view and Gonzaga were preparing for this. And, and so I don't, I don't know how it could negatively affect us. I love it. I love it. And shout out to Dan um, because what was it two days ago? He's like, boys, uh, on a Yai's Snapchat story, um, Nemhard's on the plane. Like, why is a, a, you know, a red shirt on the plane? And we all brushed it off, but he was right on the nose. Yeah, there is, there is an elephant in the room that needs to be discussed on this topic. When this news first broke, at least in uh, our podcast group chat, uh, we started, you know, everyone was predicting, well, who's in the starting lineup now? Who's in the starting lineup? And I think Cooper perhaps had the hottest take that has ever been had about a Gonzaga basketball team. Coop, would you like to share that that take real quick? Yeah, you know, I'm not going to hold back on this. And I'm definitely going to catch some flack, but that's all good. That's what I'm here for. And, yeah, would it shock me if Suggs comes off the bench, you know, the first couple of games? No, not at all. I think few values experience over, you know, potential. I mean, I, we all realize that Suggs has a, you know, a, a huge glass ceiling and – he'll he'll be a great point guard but I think in the beginning you know just playing these games against Kansas and Auburn you got to rock with Nemhard. I mean he's been in those big games so that's just my that's my take should we let Dan Dan looks like we could have intern on intern we got on leash Dan let him off the leash (laughs) all right a couple things here Koopy Jalen Suggs is here for such a limited amount of time you have got to maximize everything you get out of him that means starting him every game. He is here for one year. You can't let him sit. You have no time for growth. It's throw him into the fire, grow. But as this, isn't, this isn't about Jalen Suggs. What's the best for the Zags? So if I, I'm fully expecting Suggs is going to come in and struggle at some point. I think we're just thinking this guy's going to come in and walk on water. I'm not saying that. I'm He's saying gonna that. He's going to dunk on water. Jalen Suggs playing is the best for the Zags. Jalen Suggs playing with Andrew Nemhart is the best for the Zags. Mark Few loves that two-point guard system. That's what we saw with Nigel and Josh Perkins in 2017. Where did we go? We went to a place we've never been. So let's do it again with two better players, and let's finish the deal. Hey, 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 you watch talking about Josh Perkins like that, Dan. I'm just saying, those those guys are incredible. But have we ever seen a duo of this caliber? No. So, But I think our, our good friend Mayberg said it best when he said that we're going to see a variety of different lineups. So could we see a two-point guard lineup with Suggs and Nemhard? Absolutely. But could he – few go big and have Watson, Timmy, and a couple other <laughs> different guards? Yes. Yeah, so I think it's, it's not just going to be one set starting five by any means. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I think in the grand scheme of things, it would look horrible for our future recruiting – if we didn't start Jalen Suggs whenever, like, I mean, that's just better for the team. I don't know too many people who actually think Nemhard is a better player than Jalen Suggs. He might be, he has one more year of experience. Um, I, I just don't see a world where Suggs is not starting every single game this year. But this does bring up a good question. And I know we're going over our headline time here, but will we play a small ball starting lineup? Does Nemhard start. I think at some point, I think, I think at some point he does. I don't know. I don't expect it to be against Kansas. 
maybe it's just because the fans have been talking about it so much where we have already predicted our starting five. Certainly if you could adjust that at any point, it just seems like, I don't know. I can't get that in my head yet. If, if there is, I love the small ball lineup. I think the small ball lineup actually matches up phenomenally with a smaller Kansas team. But I, I just, I don't know. I, I'm not ready for Nemhard to start just yet. I would like to see our original lineup with uh, Suggs, Ayai, Kispert, Watson, and Timmy. That's, that's, who I, that's who I have my mindset on right now. No good okay. reason why. I think, I think one point we need to kind of, I don't know if it's like realize or, or just point out is I think it doesn't really matter who's starting. I think everyone's going to get uh, their minutes and then who's closing the games. So I think whoever's closing the games, it's going to be the best lineup suited for whoever we're playing. So if there's a team that's bigger, yeah, you'll probably see Watson and Timmy close out. But if they're smaller, maybe like a Kansas, it'll probably be the Nemhard, uh, Suggs, Ayai, Kisper, and then Timmy or Watson lineup. So um, I think that's something that it just gives the team like a disgusting amount of flexibility. Like no other team in the country can do that. And I mean, it's it's Tyler Bust. Like let's let's be honest, it's Tyler Bust this year now. And um, I'm I'm freaking excited, man. I'm so stoked. Should we go around the horn here and will Andrew Nemhard be in the starting lineup against Kansas? I say yes. Anyone with me here? I'm with Dan. I say yes. Make that three. Boom. I'm going to yeah. say no. I'm going to say no also. Yeah, honestly, I mean, I feel like he's played such a role, like just anticipating to be redshirted. I just don't think it's the natural flow for him to start. I do, however, think he'll start at some point in the season. And like JPH said, um, we'll have a ton of different lineups. So yeah, not with Kansas, but with someone else. Yeah, it, w- it would just appear weird to me. Like it's two days before the game to all of a sudden change your starting lineup. This is the game we've been preparing for for months. So I, I don't, I, I don't know. I could, I could see it happening. I just don't think it will. But is it changing their starting lineup or is it changing your thought of what our starting lineup should be? Because with the way the NCAA was giving out these waivers, this seemed like a possibility, right? So this could have been like, this is plan A. If Nemhard's cleared, he's our guy. If not, we have Mm -hmm. one hell of a plan B. So something tells me that, Fuey thought that there's a good chance we could get Nemhard to go. And if he's, if he's available, like, like Jay page said, we're all in. So mm-hmm. that's kind of what I expect. That's a good point. It does take a lot of time. So maybe there's like, it, I mean, this probably happened like three weeks ago or, or a month ago. They're, they're just like, we could actually do this. Like it makes sense. So that's a really good point. Um, but I guess we can kind of move on to our next Gonzaga headline. Yeah, uh, college basketball, it has not been the smoothest start with COVID so far. We already have one game off the schedule. We will not be playing Tennessee. Multiple COVID tests there. They're out of the Jimmy V Classic with us. Uh, Definitely a bummer. Um, But, you know, there's a lot of possibilities where this game could go. So what do we think kind of, you know, from that news that that, uh, came out? Was it today, yesterday? Uh, I believe it was yesterday. Uh, Maybe today officially, but... I mean, I think we're going to make lemon or lemonade out of lemons here because Illinois is scheduled to play Baylor in the Jimmy V Classic as well. Baylor also tested, or what, Scott, 
Scott Drew. Drew from Scott Frost. What's his name? The coach? Scott Drew. Scott Drew. Scott, Scott Frost is the – okay, sorry. <laughs> Scott Drew tested positive, so I doubt Baylor will be able to play the Jimmy V Classic either. So I would imagine the most natural villain is Gonzaga playing Illinois, and that's a higher matchup. I think Illinois is like, what, six, seven or something? Definitely top ten. Yeah, so it's yeah, like – we're we're gonna have so many opportunities to showcase our talent that honestly it probably hurts Tennessee almost more than us because now they can't play until like the twelfth. So it's it's a bummer. We're in a very scary it feels like we're in like you know, when like your your ship is like parallel with the waves and you could capsize at any moment. Like it we just need to complete that turn and get the season going. And I'll feel way more comfortable. But I just have this knot of anxiety in my stomach to think that this treasure trove of talent on Gonzaga could not be seen. And that frightens me to my core. Yep, I'm right there with you, Jake. I couldn't agree more. I think if there's any team that could turn this into a positive situation, it's Gonzaga. It's Mark Few, who's already shown. We're willing to schedule anyone in the country right now. I I am bummed that we're not going to get to play Tennessee Um, The last time we played them was an absolute classic in 2018, Uh, a barn burner of a game. It was back and forth the entire time. Um, And we we just came up short, 73-76. The Vols took us in that one. At the time, it was four versus six. It felt like a huge game, um, even though it was in December. But it would have been nice to avenge that game. but, you know, I, like you said, if, if Illinois happens, I mean, that's that's huge. That's that's bigger. And so that would ultimately be better. But for me personally, I would have liked to beat Tennessee. Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, it, it's a bummer. But, you know, you got to make the best out of it this year. And I have a feeling that Gonzaga is just going to keep – I think they have the flexibility to keep adjusting and keep adding people on. Um, as we all know, they have their own, like, plane charter – so, you know, flying around really isn't a problem. Um, and also, it sounds like we can make something happen where we're already going to be. So it'd be great to get, you know, Illinois. I've heard Jake mentioned maybe Kentucky. I'd love to just stack up as many of these teams as possible and just knock them down because we have the talent to do that this year. So why not make the most out of it? Dude, I know Illinois is ranked higher than Kentucky, and Kentucky's a long shot. The only reason, like, they're kind of in the rumor mill is because they're playing in Indianapolis close to that time. But if we could play Kansas, knock them off, then play Kentucky, knock them off, then play the top school in the big 10 and knock them off. Oh man. I would just love to see what foot any anti Zag fan would stand on. Like, because we literally would have just picked the three best conferences in college basketball and beat their best team. Minus the ACC, I guess. But I don't think they're even a. I would say the SEC, Big Ten, and Big Twelve are probably better than the ACC this year, or at least it's very close. Yeah, it's close. It's close. But I mean, yeah, like you just said, that that lineup right there, we're basically conquering the world. We'd win the tournament before December was even over. Um, <laughs> yeah, but we'll wait and see. Let's see what happens. So yeah. All right. Hopefully uh, we don't lose that, that that Baylor game too, like Jake mentioned, with their positive test. Jay Billis, I think, said it best today. He's like, look, going through the season without any hiccups is like going through a car wash and not expecting to get wet. So 
Definitely going to be crazy. Can't wait to get it going, though. And lastly, last week we were following the NBA draft. Wanted to see where a guy, Killian Tilly, got drafted. He did not get drafted, but arguably found he is in the best spot he could possibly be in, signing a two-way contract with the Memphis Grizzlies. Boys, what do we think about Killian's NBA landing spot? I mean, Re- I he's think reunited. It's- he's reunited with with our boys, so that's awesome. Uh, he's he's with a phenomenal young point guard in John Morant, so that's awesome. Uh, I I think this is a place I don't expect him. No, by no means do I expect him to start or even have like a huge role off the bench early. But I could see give him give him a. I think he'll make the team. I think he'll be he'll be on the bench. Um, I don't know. He just needs a chance. If he can just stay healthy for a year two years you could start draining that three i mean this is a guy i think he could turn into a uh, uh jake what's your guy on the wizards bertons uh David, i think he'd be a better bertons. bertons yeah 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 i could see that <clears throat> um maybe Bertons. not offensively but probably defensively <laughs> yeah i mean that's fair it's a great it's a great fit honestly um it's gonna be his tryout hopefully i think he's got the talent to stick Memphis has a great situation where their G League team, I believe, is also located in Memphis. So they'll be keeping close tabs on him when he's not with the team. Great sign. Um, yeah, and for all the reasons Zane mentioned, just a great overall fit. Yeah, Not to mention, Memphis also got some Fuego new unis this year. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. God, those ones that came out today were unbelievable. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, obviously, <laughs> Reed and I with Brandon Clark and John Morant. It was cool because John Morant like tweeted out like, at Killian Tilly, welcome to the fam immediately. I don't think that happens a lot with a star point guard or star player that reaches out to a guy that just signed a two-way contract. But I feel like the Grizzlies have like a cool little, you know, chemistry going. And I think Killian will be uh, welcomed with with some open arms. And I think uh, – oh, oh, sorry, you go, Paige. Sorry about that. No, I was just saying, are we Memphis boys now? I think we have to be a Memphis podcast. We got – Two Zags on the squad. I mean, who else can compete with that? Nobody. No one. Nobody. I mean, Pacers statistically, has no all The Wizard <laughs> J three and Rui technically is J three still on the roster. He is, is still on the roster. All right, oh. so we got doubles. Oh. We got an Eastern Conference team and a Western Conference team. That's all you can ask for. Um, one more thing. I mean, I think the stars could align here for Tilly because. Not only do you have Jaron Jackson not being able to play for probably until like late January at the earliest, um, I would not be surprised if the Grizzlies try to trade Valachunas away because he's a bit older than their core, and he's a great center, but he really doesn't mesh well with the style they're, they're switching to, so they could get a lot of assets from him. But then I, I feel like... And then obviously he has the chemistry already baked in with Brandon Clark, which is a, a huge advantage, I would imagine. So, I mean, I I wouldn't be surprised if, if Tilly, you know, kind of roots himself and and becomes a, a more constant on the Grizzlies. Kispert wastes no time. Oh, a transition triple. He's been waiting for that. He feels good now. Look at him. Look at him. Look at him. As you all know, I mean – it's game week, as Dan said. It's it's basketball's here. I don't even know what to do with myself. I'm so freaking excited. But here's a good start for you all. We got the game previews this week. Zane, start us off with our first matchup, Thanksgiving Day. 
That's right. You heard it from page first. Thanksgiving Day, your number one Gonzaga Bulldogs will go head to head with the Kansas Jayhawks, ranked number six, uh, 10.30 a.m., a nice morning starter for you on Fox. Uh, boys, here's a quick little preview of, uh, of Kansas for you. First, I'll start off with a little brief, a little brief history lesson on one of the most uh, storied uh, NCAA teams in all of college basketball, and that is Kansas, of course. This is a true, true blue blood gentlemen we're talking up there with duke with kentucky with north carolina right in that grouping is kansas uh let me introduce you to someone named dr james naismith founder of basketball the year is 1891 a springfield massachusetts physical education instructor writes the rules for the game known today as basketball just a couple years later seven In 1898, Dr. Naismith wanders on over to a campus in Kansas where he founds the Kansas basketball team and becomes the first head coach for your Kansas Jayhawks. Fun fact, Dr. Naismith is the only Kansas head coach with a career losing record. What a loser. (laughs) Regardless, Kansas is second all time in division one for wins with 2,302. First all-time in NCAA history for winning seasons with 98, looking for their 99th this year. They have had the fewest head coaches of any program in Division I that has been around for at least 100 years. Only eight coaches. They also lead Division I in all-time regular season conference titles. 62 conference titles. And they have the seventh most NCAA national championships. Three in 1952, 1988, and 2008. That just goes to show how goddamn hard it is to win the freaking NCAA tournament when a team like Kansas has only won three. But next, let's meet the head coach for your Kansas Jayhawks, Bill Self. He will be going in 18. Yeah, I should stop saying your Kansas Jayhawks. Their Kansas Jayhawks. Bill Self going into his 18th season as the head coach for Kansas. He has an all-time record of 500 wins to just 109 losses. That puts him at 82%. Not quite up there with Mark Few, might I add. Uh, He is ranked 23rd all-time wins for Division I coaches. Ranked 8th among all active coaches. Uh, He's had three Final Four appearances in his 17 years and one national championship. But enough of that historical mumbo jumbo. Let's talk about the Kansas Jayhawks. Now this, we've talked a lot about teams that felt robbed last year. And I think we, as Gonzaga fans, felt like we were a little bit robbed last year when the tournament got canceled. But right there next to us, perhaps even in front of us, is Kansas, who is ranked, who is favored by Vegas, heading into the tournament to win the whole thing. There is no doubt that Kansas fans, Kansas players, and Kansas coaches are looking for a revenge tour this year, perhaps. Um, They also had a couple of great, great wins last year. They beat Obi Toppin's led uh, Dayton. They also beat number one Baylor at Baylor at one point. They also had perhaps the best dynamic duo in college basketball for the 2019-2020 year 
with Devin Dotson and uh, Odoku Azubuke. Try, try saying that one, Jake. We'll get you. We'll put that one up later. Uh, their defense, boys, this is an extremely, extremely good defense. They pride themselves in their defense year in and year out at Kansas. However, this year, offense is a major, major concern. They don't have that Devin Dotson. They don't have an Azubuke. They don't have a super, superstar offensive threat. Instead, they have length, they have speed, and they have very, very good defense. But they are still looking for someone to fill that offensive role this year. But let's meet your starting lineup, at least your predicted starting lineup for Kansas. Uh, at point guard, most people think that that role is going to go to Marcus Garrett, senior, 6'5", 195 pounds. He is going to be the team leader for Kansas this year. They're going to be falling on, falling back on him quite a bit. Uh, he's, he's the best defensive player in the country, in the entire country. This guy is your best defensive player. Uh, he won the Naismith Defensive Player of the Year Award last year. He is going to be an issue for anyone who has the ball when he is on defense. Um, however, Kansas is going to be looking for Marcus Garrett to take a much bigger offensive role than he did last year. I think he averaged fewer than 10 points last year. If Kansas is going to have any chance to make a deep run in the tournament, he is going to have to average more than 10 uh, per game. Um, it is important to add that Marcus Garrett has never played the point guard position in college. So if this is his first year to do so, going against uh, the Zags in his first game will be a major test for him. Uh, at the two, a lot of people think that's going to go to Oshai Abaji. Did I get that one, Dan? O'Shea, but we'll give it to you. O'Shea Abaji, junior, 6'5", 210 pounds, real nice size for that two position. Uh, this guy's expected to bear the load for the Kansas Jayhawk offense this year. Um, last year, he had a couple games where he, uh, he put up more than 20. He also had a couple games where he put up nothing. So he's a little inconsistent, but he definitely has that star power, uh, especially on, on offense. Again, inconsistent, though. Um, he can shoot the three. Okay. Not great. 33.8%. Not nothing to go crying home about. Um, but if you just leave him there all game, he'll, he'll hit a couple. This guy is also very, very good on defense. So you got that two guard tandem, at least with uh, Garrett and Abaji. They're going to be tough for any other two uh, guard team to score very much against. These guys are long. They're quick. They get a lot of steals. Um, but let's move on to the number three guy on their team. Christian Braun. Now this isn't actually confirmed that Christian Braun will be starting, but uh, Bill Self sort of hinted at that earlier this week. Sophomore, 6'6", 205 pounds. Last year's Big 12 all-freshman team. Uh, he's a multi-purpose player. Great range. Phenomenal uh, three-point shooter. 44% as a freshman who actually played a decent amount of minutes. You can't leave this guy open on the three-point line or he will punish us. Um a lot of Kansas websites are saying that bronze ceiling is something like Grayson Allen, which is kind of a, I don't know. I guess that's, that, that's a comp for you there, but that, I saw that a lot when I was researching this team. And then I'm going to skip over your four because that's a little bit of a mystery right now, I think for Kansas and Kansas fans, but they're five guaranteed to be David McCormick. This guy is a certified beast, at least physically. 6'10", 265 
pounds. Again, like I said, he's listed as a forward, but he'll likely play the five. He's a former 25th ranked high school recruit, McDonald's All-American. Um, however, for the last two seasons, Kansas has really been waiting on this guy to take off a bit and sort of um, implement himself on this team a little more. Um, that being said, this year appears to be the year that he will accomplish that goal. Bill Self has gone on record crowning McCormick as the best performer during the offseason, which is quite some praise when you got a guy like Marcus Garrett on that team. Um, so look for this guy to really kind of uh, explode onto the national scene this year. Um, he's predicted to leave. He's done after this year is what they're thinking. Uh, and then there's two mystery players that are predicted to fill that final slot. Uh, they're both newcomers to the Kansas team. Uh, the first is freshman five-star recruit uh, Bryce Thompson, 188 pounds, 19th overall uh, recruit ranked by rivals. Two-time Gatorade Player of the Year in the state of Oklahoma, 2019 and 2020. In high school, he averaged 24.6 points, 5.9 rebounds, so basically six rebounds, and 2.8 assists per game. That guy is, is a stud. Again, he's a freshman, though, but we got a lot of freshmen, so we kind of know how that feels to get a highly recruited freshman and be excited about him. And lastly is Juco transfer, Tyon Grant Foster. That could be Tion, Tyon. I don't know. I'm not a Kansas fan. I'm a Zags fan, but this is a six, seven Juco transfer, 190 pounds, formerly at Indian Hills community college average 16.5 points per game, 6.5 rebounds per game and 1.5 blocks per game. Ladies and gentlemen, meet the Kansas Jayhawks. Well done. Well done. I definitely feel more educated about the Kansas Jayhawks, especially their history, but it's going to be a tough game, and uh, I feel a little better than before with the new news today, but it's still going to be a tough one. So, Zane, I have to ask, you know, as our now Kansas expert, how do you like the Zags odds Thursday? So, I okay, before the Nemhard news came out, I felt like we were going to win this game by, like, eight points. I felt like the biggest – the key to this game is going to be us – able to score on their defense. And I think we'll be able to do that. We just have so many weapons. Anyone can score on our team, basically. Maybe Anton Watson is the lone weakness there, but even he can put a bucket in the basket every now and then. I don't know how they're going to score against us. I think they have to rely hugely on McCormick, but I think we have the weapons to slow him down and stop him. I think Kansas just has too many questions this year. I think we have too many answers, especially with Nemhard. Boy, I love it. Can you give me a score prediction? Oh, boy, a score prediction. I, so I think it's going to be low scoring. I think Kansas will score about 54, and I think we'll have about, ah, fuck it, 69. <laughs> nice. Damn, you're pro nice. projecting a 15-point win? Yeah, okay, so I, I've been, I was talking to Coop and Dan about this a lot when we were talking about this team. I do think this will be a close game. I think, I think we'll take off in the last – like couple of minutes I, I think the score might be a little deceiving we're forgetting this kansas team okay sure it's not your you know father's kansas number one number two number three number four number five. Oh wait no it's just number six so it's not like we can't just brush off this kansas team this is a certified number six kansas basketball team they know how to win bill self you can say what you like about him off the court on the court the guy is is a great coach he knows how to win games 
So I think I'm cautiously optimistic here. Good to hear. Well, we're all going to be tuning into that game. It's going to be a wild one. Barn burner. Uh, right and early Thanksgiving Day. Uh, one more thing to add to the Kansas game before we before we jump over. I didn't know if we were doing any more score predictions there. But I uh, listened to all of Bill Self's press conference from this week. Raised Gonzaga, talked about how, you know, we're right up there with the Michigan States. The Dukes, you know, gave all this great praise, talked about how good this team is. But I got one problem with him. He doesn't know Corey Kispert's name. He called him Crispert. So Corey Kispert. Because he's the Rice Crisper treat. That's oh, his nickname. God. No, I knew this. He must have listened. He must have listened. He's a fan. Corey Kispert is going to let Bill Self know what his name is as he leads his ex victory. Yeah, Absolutely. I like that. Can I? I'll, I'll add one more thing too. Uh, as we as we kind of analyze how Gonzaga is going to match up here, boy oh boy, does Jalen Suggs have his hands full in his first college basketball game going against the best defensive player in the year. We're going to learn a lot about Suggs uh, in this first game. We're going to see how he handles uh, this sort of pressure. Um, even, I, you know, I'm not going to say if he, if he goes over this game, he's a bust. I, no one's thinking that, but we're going to, if he can, if he can take, uh, if he can take over this game, even with a guy like Marcus Garrett guarding him, just get more excited. Zags fans just get more excited. Yeah, is there any uh, other than obviously Marcus Garrett and whoever he's guarding? Uh, I mean, he's probably gonna switch off, but I guess he'd probably start with Suggs. Are there any other matchups you're keen on watching, Dane? Yeah, I mean, we we've talked about this in the pre-pod meeting. Um, Timmy against McCormick is going to be very intriguing. Timmy is very outsized in this matchup, but I think if there is a positive takeaway, um, this is going to prepare him to guard Garza because Luca Garza is a big boy. Um, and so this is a little warm up for him. I, I don't really know what to expect from McCormick. I don't think Kansas fans know what to expect from him either. Um, obviously bill self's praise for him in the off season should be concerning for Gonzaga fans, but man, I just, I, I trust our boys. I think if, if Timmy can't handle it, um, we have this gigantic man named Omar Ballo who can at least be a defensive presence uh, down low. I would love to just force McCormick to shoot outside. I think we'll take that all day. I also think we can switch to a zone. Fuse showed that he's willing to do that, um, and we can double him down low. So I, I like our chances. McCormick's a problem. Uh, Garrett's a problem, but we're a problem too. Oh, man, you're getting me so excited for this. And then I, I believe Coop has a couple of prop bets for this game. Um for us and our listeners, if you're looking to make some cash over this turkey weekend. Um, I have a prop bet. Um, I don't think we've talked about this yet, but who do we think uh, this year's handshake guy is? My money's on Dom Harris. <laughs> oh, dark horse. He, uh, especially with a tricky trio, I bet he has a signature dap for those fellas along with the rest of the starting five. I, I kind of like Colby good. Brooks. Colby Brooks. <laughs> I, I think Colby's a little too young. I think uh, it's usually like that Rem kind of leader of the bench mob. I, I'm going to go Lang. I'm going to go Lang, uh, maybe Graves, but I think Lang's that guy. Um, <clears throat> he's, he's the taco king. Sure, Graves had a better three-point percentage. You guys all know that after the Jeopardy show now. But Lang, 
Mike. Mike. All right. Like. Well, great prop, oh. Brad. <laughs> uh, well what i was gonna say here is i feel like lang being the taco guy it's just an extra thing on his plate pun intended so my money's on will graves brother of an almost recurring guest max graves stay tuned for more on that but put five bucks on it will graves handshake guy I like Will Graves there too, Zambi. Go pups. Although he's not a pup, is he? Kinda. All right. Transferred. Okay. Do we know? Do we know the spread and the over under for this game? Has that been published at all yet? It has not been published yet. I've been hearing four and a half points on oh my uh, the shark odds. Zag's favorite. Hammer and it. According to Zane, you should hammer that because we're gonna. According to me too, hammer that. Yeah. The over-under has not been announced yet. They've been pretty hesitant hesitant about college basketball bets so far just because games have been canceling it left and right. So I'm sure we'll know more tomorrow. But I bet um, if you tune into Twitter, you might see uh, the Boys Boys Lots of Toys official bet. Jake, what's your what would you put the over-under at right now? What would make you shake right in your boots? Yeah. I would say I think Zags are going to score – about 70 and Kansas about 60. So I'd say 130. And you'd go over, right? I'd go over. <laughs> Zags are the best team in the country at hitting the over. Not the spread, the over. Facts. I like I it. Would just do like LMU style where we're just sprinting down the court the entire game, but then we're just doing hockey style like substitutions because we have a more talented bench somehow than Kansas. Can we appreciate that? That our bench is more talented than the Kansas bench. Yeah, it's uh, one, it's one special one. Here. We're uh, we're the home team on paper, correct? Has that been established? I, I would no assume idea. because we're the higher ranked, but I'm not. <laughs> sure. I mean, the only reason I ask is that I just hope we're not. We are not the way team and come out in our godforsaken black jerseys. Oh, oh screw it. Give us the black jerseys this year. I don't even think those could stop us. I thought we've switched to the blues now. Yeah, do the black jerseys exist? Because we we changed the look of the other jerseys. The black one now doesn't fit in that same uniform family, I don't think. But oh, huh? oh. things to watch. Things to watch. One more thing to watch. I'm a big fan of the press. I was listening to Fuse interview on Doug Gottlieb's uh, podcast, and he was talking about how he learned about the press. And uh, I was always a fan of it when Rui and Anton were at the top of the press. Uh, and with the athletes we have this year, whoo, that press might be nice. So keep an eye out for that. Now I'm going to pass it off to Jake for our uh, matchup on Friday, the day after. Oh, boy. So, uh, Zags are playing uh, Auburn Friday, and while Zane got to cover uh, a storied program with uh, some proud traditions, I'm turning us to the uglier side of college basketball. <laughs> so if you're a fan of like true crime documentaries, you might want to follow Auburn basketball. Um, <laughs> so fun fact, between 1979 and 2004, Auburn has been part of five major NCAA violation investigations not counting any after 2004 
So currently they have received notice from the NCAA for violations, which is why they have preemptively banned themselves from this upcoming March Madness. But they are the only school besides, I think, Creighton that hasn't uh, made that information public uh, for, for, for any of the press. So while like Kansas and Arizona and Louisville have at least like acknowledged they have been noticed, Auburn is just doing the ostrich in the sand, um, I can't hear you, not listening maneuver. And it's a bold strategy. So we'll see how it works out. But it feels like this is a, a flaming car heading off a cliff. But let's focus on the team. So last year's Auburn team, they are losing their six leading scorers, four of them scoring in double digits, uh, led by the likes of um, Okoro. I think, Dan, am I pronouncing that right? You are, Jake. Oh, man, I, I didn't think I would, but I'm glad I did. Um, so <laughs> they're, they're losing most of their scoring, which, which should be okay because they're getting um, their highest ever recruit, five-star Sharif Cooper, um, to play for them, right? Actually, no. Sharif Cooper's recruitment has been under investigation and allegations, and it sounds like he definitely won't play against Gonzaga and most likely not for Auburn at all. So they're replacing, you know, just 80 points a game with, with not much. So let me walk you through the, the Auburn starting lineup. So uh, the point guard spot is honestly now up, up for grabs with Sharif Cooper being out. So for um, the, the shooting guard, we got – hang on. I'm not as prepared as Zane. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. It's not loading. Maybe he was right with the paper approach. The paper never fails. It gave me so much shit at the beginning of this podcast for printing right, out we got, we got Alan Flanagan, the six six <laughs> guard, and he saw 429 minutes of action off the bench in all 31 games, and he only averaged 3.2 points per game. So he's really going to need to bring that up to replace any of the scoring loss from last year. Then at the shooting guard, we got Devin Cambridge. And he didn't start a single game last year. So really, the, the Auburn team is, is expecting all of their then-freshmen, now-sophomores, to step up and to replicate the scoring that one of their best teams produced. For their power forward, we got another four-star recruit in JT Thor, who he's, oh, excuse me, five-star. He's the seventh highest re ranked recruit in program history. So he should be a tough matchup at 6'10 and 205 pounds. And he has a bit, he's a bit lankier and he needs to build strength. So he's very inexperienced, but he averaged 15 points and seven rebounds per game in high school. So he should at least be a source for points. And then under center, we'll have, Caldwell, um, who's the tallest Tiger at only 6'11". So it's not a very large team. And it's also a very young team where there's no seniors, only three juniors, and the rest are either sophomores or freshmen. 
So bringing it all back to the Gonzaga matchup, I don't think these Tigers stand a chance. I think we're going to torch them. I think we're going to win probably 85 to 68. Question, question for the crowd. Does anyone feel just super, super let down by this game now? Just because I feel like at the beginning of the year when we were scheduling all of our big opponents, it was like, oh, we got Baylor, we got Iowa, throw Auburn in there. At this point, it's like, well, no, throw Auburn out of there. They don't really matter. They're like, they're they're up there with Tarleton or whoever the hell we're playing at this point. They, they stink. Um What's his, what's, what's that sweaty coach's name? Bruce, Bruce Pearl. Pearl. Bruce, Bruce Pearl. Pearl is a scumbag that we're, we're learning about real quickly. So I, I, I don't, I don't even care about this game. They're just a blip on the Gonzaga radar at this point. I would, I would say comparing them to Tarleton state is a bit much, but <laughs> I would, I would say without Sharif Cooper, they're probably maybe borderline top 50 as a team. If, if that, I mean, maybe I'm being too harsh, but I think they're not going to be motivated because, honestly, it doesn't matter if they win this game. They're not going to the postseason. This is – they're a very inexperienced team. I think we're going to mentally dominate them. I think physically we're better than they are. Talent-wise, we're far better. Um integrity off the charts better and <laughs> i i don't see how auburn pulls us off yeah that's fair um i mean hey i'll, I'll take a uh, an SEC, sec win any day of the week um considering who we play during the regular season or i should say conference schedule um but i think yeah i think you hit it right on the head i think we're gonna win this one by a good amount and any uh any predictions we have boys for this game well, my first prediction is that this is just going to be a victory lap in the Fort Myers tip-off. I'm pretty sure this game is just just a little, you know, like cement our handprint in the Fort Myers basketball court. Um, maybe, what, what do we do? Maybe we do leading score for this one? Have everyone pick a leading score? I feel like that is just, like, if you could, uh, the, the roll of a dice, basically. Yeah. Well, no, this one, I think it's Jalen Suggs. Because you, the point guard position like i said for uh auburn is under question because they still haven't officially declared sharif cooper is not playing but i mean i if you don't know who your starting point guard is going against a top 10 recruit and plus he's just had to play the number one defensive player in the country and now he's looking at whatever bench player you're pulling up i i think suggs is going to get like 26 points, like four monster dunks. Ooh. I like Heard that. Here first. I like that. Heard I think it. I think I'll go with uh Timmy. I want Timmy in this one. McCormick is gonna be a load for Timmy to handle in Kansas. I I I think just physically, unless Timmy can like just knock down a ton of outside shots. I think Timmy's going to be a little bit limited in what he can do down low. Um, but we'll see. I mean, maybe we have some nice uh, guard play that frees him up a little bit more. Um, but I think kind of similar to how Jalen Suggs is going to have a fresh of breath air going against kind of a lesser opponent. I think Timmy's going to have the exact same thing. Um, plus few loves to just feed the big man when it's open for him to do so. Give me Timmy against uh, Auburn. 
Nice. I'm going to go ahead and take Pittsburgh because I think he's probably going to lead the team in scoring most uh, weeks. So I'm going to take Pittsburgh. <clears throat> Playing the odds, are we? <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, everyone make sure to wake set those alarm clocks because um, Friday the tip-off is 8 a.m. Pacific time, which is 7 a.m. Alaskan time. So – I mean, it, it might be a, a little egg scramble game, you know? Get the oh. breakfast going and sit down on the couch. It's like Saturday morning cartoons. How much Love How much it. do you guys eat the day after Thanksgiving? Because A lot. A lot. Oh, okay. Never mind. Leftover. <laughs> the leftover, leftover Thanksgiving sandwich? Oh, I'm best. not eating that at 8 o'clock. Not at 8 o'clock. I well, think... you didn't say when. You said... Fair. <laughs> Fair for this Zags game. I think I'm just gonna roll over, roll all the way across the floor, roll up onto the couch, and just sit there with a little cup of coffee, trying to trying to recover my my entire system. And not right. only for the fans, do you think is there any risk that the Zags players could be fatigued? Because this is a quick turnaround. It's a brutal turnaround, especially on the heels of such an emotional. Potential game against Kansas. I mean, it it's gonna be tough to uh, to to flip the switch. But Jake, I think what you said about the the mental edge and playing a team that has nothing to play for, like who wants to have nothing to play for? Go through all these crazy COVID protocols, play at 11 a.m. in the morning in a game that has no fans. Like we completely have the mental edge. So any little sluggishness that we have, I think, is still way better than whatever the hell Auburn rolls out on Friday morning. All righty, boys. Well, hey, great segment. Zags are back. Uh, nothing like it. So I think we're going to roll. Just keep this thing rolling. Um, NFL gauntlet. I hate to say it. It's been a hell of a ride. But the previously unbeaten J-Page picks team were out. Strike three happened last week. Um, I believe I picked the Vikings. Another last minute loss um i mean it happens it happens when you're great you're gonna lose with some close games you're gonna win some close games uh but it didn't fall my way this time and with me i dragged him with me right in the dolphins high to the mile high zane we're both out so as it currently stands gilman dan and zambia are the only ones left zane do you want to give your farewell speech yes uh ladies and gentlemen of the jury I would like to remind everyone when I picked the Dolphins, I picked them first. I had every other game available and I picked the Dolphins. Um, this was this was my fault. Uh, I raised my hand. I tipped my cap to the crowd. Um, I'm ashamed that I let the Dolphins take me down though. I'm ashamed of that. I said I was slightly worried about that. Um, and, you know, this is what you get. This is what you get. Did Tua, did Tua leave that game at one point? Did they replace him? They benched yeah. him. Yes. What a, what a week for him to finally play like a rookie, huh? Well, I don't think – it was just that Dolphins didn't have that special teams touchdown that they had like the other three games, it felt <laughs> like. Uh, that's fair. Well, the current draft order for this week, and there's only three people left, so the games are – it might be a little bit of an advantage. Who knows? Um, but Zambi's got the first pick, followed by Dan and then Jake. 
So, Zambi, kick us off. Oh, kick off. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've been keeping this in my back pocket for most of this year. One, due to my own personal fandom. One, due to I didn't trust them. Uh, <laughs> he's already typing it. <laughs> I'm taking the Seattle Seahawks with Mr. Unbelievable. What? Monday night. Is it I- unlimited? <laughs> unlimited. Wait, what did I say? You said unbelievable. It's unlimited. Well, you can't believe it because I was wrong. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, yeah no, I like the Hawks this week. Uh, we're getting back from injury. Um, the Eagles, I mean, the whole NFC East is just a dumpster fire. And so I feel pretty good about it. Um, we usually play the Eagles well. Um, and with that, uh, lock it in, Seattle Seahawks, Mr. Unlimited. <laughs> 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 and uh i'm gonna go put on a face mask i'll be right back though <laughs> electric <clears throat> all right to me huh well jake and i are kind of in a spot where we can roll the dice a little bit and uh yeah, dan i didn't know our friends didn't know anything about the nfl right yeah like, what the hell? i thought they had some education jake this is this is reminding me though of last week when we both thought about taking the Bengals, and i said oh yeah that offensive line might get joe burrow killed so I don't oh, want God. And unfortunately, <laughs> that is what happened. Probably worse than I would have even imagined. Thinking about you, Joey B. Hope you make a full recovery. Uh, anyway, um, I'm going to pick a team that I thought I would never pick. But uh, Thursday is going to be a good day. Zags are going to wipe the floor with Kansas. And I'm taking Cooper's Cowboys. Oh, Dan, don't do it. You're setting yourself up for failure. Football team, if you don't know the story by now, Mike McCarthy was just smacking watermelons with sledgehammers, getting the boys fired up on Saturday night. The Cowboys have new life. They're going to win the NFC East, and they're going to beat the football team by two touchdowns on Thursday in Jerry's world. Cowboy up. I hate that pick. I hate it so much, especially after seeing Skip Bayless do that creepy little old man uh, seductive dance where he was shimming his little shoulders with that just stern, cold, stoic look in his eyes. Yeah, he looked like he was trying to impersonate a 12-year-old TikToker. <laughs> well, Zane, I will respectfully say, I don't really care what your opinion is because you already lost. So I'm going to roll with my picks that have got me here, only one loss. And uh, we're still going to only have one loss after the week. Coop, what do we think of this one? Oh, I love it. I think uh, this last week improved that the boys uh, might have a little something left in the tank and uh, I'm fully expecting that to continue uh, Thursday afternoon. I think we're going to ride uh, the Zika Pollard train and as long as uh, Mr. Dalton doesn't fuck up too much, I think we're looking at another dub. So like where your head's at, Dan. Andy Dalton revenge game too. Don't forget it was the red, the, the red, the Washington football team. I'm sorry that uh, just about took his head off. So He's hey, if I was Washington, play. I'd be sticking with that strategy they had in the first game. <laughs> you just knocked Dalton out of the game, and you just you just march. <laughs> oh, Cowboys. Jake, you got a lot of easy ones on the board. Here. Oh, I got a lot of easy ones. And um, stop, Jake. Let's have some fun this week. Oh, no. No, thank you, Dan. No, thank <laughs> you. Um, I'll be going. Uh, this team, they had a disappointing loss this week uh, to a, a, one of the best teams in the NFL. Uh, very close game. They're playing, I would say, one of the weakest teams in the NFC. Um, 
who just got embarrassed by, by a team who didn't even have their starting quarterback. Um, and if you don't know by now, and I'll try to do my Des uh, Dan impression, I'm going for the Raiders oh, over God. the Falcons. Dan, save us. Save us from weak. that one. That was weak, Jake. I, w- I wish you just gave me that one, like a handoff to Josh Jacobs. You are taking the Raiders <laughs> over the Falcons. Yeah, because, I mean, I, I don't see any way the Falcons can stop this Raiders offense uh, with Darren Walker, Josh Jacobs. Derek Carr is actually playing very well. Aguilar can catch, like, and the Falcons were just pretty pitiful against the Saints. So I'm feeling very confident about this one. Lock it in. Speaking of the Saints, we uh, we had some wind taken out of our sails, I think, this past weekend after we did an entire segment dedicated to our sweet prince, Jameis, only to see Taysom Hill trot out onto the field and play pretty damn well. Yep, Sean Payton's got a fun little uh, tool there in the tool shed. And, uh, yeah, I don't know if we're ever going to see Jameis play for the Saints. <laughs> I think it's... Let's remember – the Saints played the Falcons, so, and he only had two rushing touchdowns. There's no passing touchdown. Mm. That's a great point. That was a bummer. Our sweet prince was uh was shut down or or he locked come up. to the Bears. I would I would take him. Open arms, real quick. Get over Jake, here. Jake, you brought it up. Who's playing quarterback for the Bears this week? I don't know. I keep getting Is news updates that. Trubisky finally throws at practice, which is never good when that's the optimistic take. Like, maybe we just snap it to Cordero Patterson each play and just see what happens because he had more offense last week than our entire team. So, I was about to say, isn't that what they were already doing? Was just giving the ball to Cordero. So, just cut the man, cut the middleman out, just give it to him right away. Hey, but shout out, uh, Porterell for lead leaguer and uh, he tied the record for kick returns. Good for him. Good for Porterell. Well, that wraps up our uh, gauntlet this week. Good luck, boys. We'll I'll be cheering against your teams as I as I did before. Um, that leads us to the other shit we're watching. Oh. Oh no, Just you're keep... right. You're right. You're right. I'm you're right. right. I'm right. Other shit we're watching this week. Uh, there's a ton of basketball game. I mean, if you guys are listening to this, you're probably college hoops junkies to a certain extent. Um, so there's some great games on the slate this week. Zane, what game are you watching? Well, with all the WCC action going on, I guess we have to root for these other WCC teams, especially when their name's not BYU or St. Mary's. So my eyes will be on Pepperdine against UCLA. UCLA currently ranked number two. That game is on Friday at noon. 22, um, not two. 22, 22. Oh, what? <laughs> I can't believe I said two. 22. Um, Pepperdine's, what, what's the Colby? Colby, Colby Ross. Yeah. Colby Ross. Ross. So I, I'll, I'd like to see how that guy does against uh, <laughs> a 22-ranked UCLA team. Um, I don't know why UCLA's ranked 22. I, I think they kind of get like the little Notre Dame treatment here. Maybe they have some good recruits that I don't know about, but I mean, Dan's in love with their coach because he interviewed him once, but I I'm out on UCLA. They stink. They haven't been good since Wooden was there. Oh, 
Oh, UCLA returns wow. a lot of their guys. So, you know. well, what were they last year? Nothing. They were a tournament team. They were one of the better teams in the Pac-12. But who hey. are we supposed to play in the first round of the tournament last year, Dan? Who were we supposed to who play? Would you, like, give me one of those little sixteen teams. G- uh, Gardner Webb. Yeah, well, that's a tournament team too, Dan. Okay, so that doesn't mean anything when you say they're a tournament team. Gardner Webb is that classic. <laughs> I they have like panic. Farley Dickinson. Farley, I, I loved Farley Dickinson. I loved that coach. I felt bad that we beat them by sixty. Electric. Um, yeah, I'm, call, I'm calling it right now. Pepperdine wins that game. Whoa! Ooh. I don't Ooh. think that'd be that shocking. I, I, I think, think I like a. Uh, Who's their coach? Lorenzo Romar has experience oh, coaching the Pac-12. I hate him. Doesn't matter. <laughs> I think he gets the job done. Watch out for the waves, baby. Right waves. Stacy Davis. I'd be down with a nice – nope, nope. I'd be down with a nice WCC over Pac-12 win right there. That'd be big time. That would be nice. Um, Jake, are there any special games you're watching this week? Uh, yeah, Friday night. I mean, I'm sticking with the WCC basketball we got the San Francisco Dons playing the Virginia Cavaliers, number four team. Um, I don't think San Francisco will win, but Virginia's <laughs> that type of team where just their style of play, they have an amazing defense, but they can have trouble scoring the basketball. Um, if, if, you know, people are just hitting their shots or if there's one guy's having a night, you have a chance. Um so I hope the Dons at least, like, bring, you know, status to the WCC. They need to just, like, keep this uh, single-digit game, and it would be great for the WCC. Question, question for Jake. Knowing that Virginia is a defensive-heavy team, do you bet the under this game? No, they always set the under so low, and I hate <laughs> betting the under, unless it's the Bears, because that just always hits. Um <laughs> But I, I, I don't know. It'd probably be smart to bet the under, especially at the beginning of the year where um, – because Virginia's defense is, is all about system, right? So I, I, I doubt they'll come out, like, flat-footed. And I bet, you know, getting the offense going probably takes a little bit more polish for San Francisco. So I would say bet the under. I have no idea what the over-under is. but Jake, is this Virginia's first game? This, I, it might be Virginia's second game. Let me see. Um, if, if so, remember, they are the defending champions. So it could be a very long hangover for the Cavaliers. Oh, they, they played Ta- Towson the day before. Ah. Sorry mm. to burst that, but <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, maybe it's like the biggest, you know, Virginia's been drinking for, you know, two nights straight. You know, hasn't even sobered up, and this this championship hangover is going to really hit. But I doubt it against San Francisco. And as always, Notre Dame plays North Carolina in, in college football. This is a game that's going to show North Carolina is a pretender. Notre Dame's going to win by seventeen, unless all our linemen have COVID. All right, mm. that came out of nowhere. I wasn't expecting that, but I guess you are watching that. That is other shit. Hmm. Hmm. Well, and then we have one last game here. Um, St. Mary's keeping the WCC theme alive. We'll be taking on the Memphis Tigers. Is, there, are they, is their mascot the Tigers? Indeed. Tigers. Tomorrow, 
1.30 p.m., one of the first games, if not the first game, tipping off. And on that note, another game, real quick, San Diego State versus UCLA. Had to give oh, yeah. a shout-out to the hometown team tomorrow evening. Uh, Dan and Coop, Zambi, do you guys have any other games? I was just going to say that San Diego State-UCLA game. I think we all remember that collision course we were on to play the Aztecs. Uh, I want to see what, what they're all about. Obviously, they lost Malachi Flynn who was a surprising first-round draft pick. But uh, San Jose State's a good program. UCLA, as we know, is a good program. And, uh, you know, I just like to see what's going on on the West Coast because clearly we're the, cream, we're the cream of the crop. But I want to know who's behind us and how far behind us there. UCLA, really far behind us. <laughs> Only 21 spots, technically. So. I love yeah. it. No, uh, I mean, I'd be watching the Apple Cup, but – Due to Corona restrictions, I can't watch the Cougs finally beat can we, the dogs. Can we please acknowledge Zambi's face? <laughs> <laughs> it's apple cider vinegar and Aztec clay. Oh my god! I never even looked at your when you said face mask. I was picturing like a like COVID mask. Oh my goodness! Zambi's <laughs> got the full on exfoliation going on right now. He looks like Jim Carrey from the mask. <laughs> It feels great. Like basically yeah. after 10 minutes, it turns into like stone and then your pores just feel amazing. Happy for you. Yeah. Thank you. More you know. But uh, since the Apple Cup's not on, um, I think I'm probably just going to be sitting on my parents' couch and just being a degenerate and betting on every single football game and basketball game I can find. So that's the other <laughs> shit I'm watching. <laughs> Everything. <I love> <laughs> Love that. Yeah, to, to piggyback off that, um, Jake definitely just touched on it, but I'll definitely be tuning into the Notre Dame-UNC game. I do think Notre Dame will cover, although that they do, I think, at the moment have 2-0 alignment out. And, yeah, may have to do a little parlay action with them and the, the Zags. So Ooh, oh, Don't want... drag the Zags into this Notre Dame crap. <laughs> oh. hey, Ka- hey, Zane, Catholics cover, baby. Catholics cover. <laughs> I guess we are dragging them down because Gonzaga's ranked number one in basketball. Notre Dame's ranked number two in football. So we're dragging them down just slightly. Hey, Jake, mm-hmm. give me give me uh, 20 on the Carolina money line. Oh. Oh. oh, man, Dan, you're trying to chase this red bandana vendetta, but it's not going to work. <laughs> All right, well, then don't take my money. I will take your money. Take oh, I mean, I don't. I just put the bet for you. I don't actually make any off it, but your pride, <laughs> all I want. All right. Well, you guys called me out earlier. I think Notre Dame is I, – I, I had my eyes on this game all season long. North Carolina, Mac Brown, they're going to derail the Irish. The Clemson game is not even going to matter. Notre Dame, get out of my top four. What about the, the – Here comes SC, climbing their way up. No, don't you drag us into this, Dan. I said I didn't oh, want to talk God. about him. I said I didn't want to talk Dude, about him today. You would see beat Wake Forest 59 to 53. Like, what Shoot defense out. do they have? Who cares? Uh, unfortunately, <laughs> I've just they lost to Virginia. I have just hated that North Carolina has been like in the top 15 all year. I they stink. If you watch any of their games, they're not that exciting. The weird things always happen in their games where they ah, ugh, get, get rid of North Carolina. I hate them. 
So you're rooting for Notre Dame this week, Zane? I'm not rooting for them. I would obviously love North Carolina to pull it off, but I also just hate the idea of North Carolina being able to have basketball and football. All right, this bet is not crazy. Carolina is a five-point dog at home, plus 170 on the money line. Mm. Wait, do you want money line, North Carolina? I believe that is what I said, Jacob. Oh, sorry. I assumed the spread. Okay. I assumed the spread too. You know, Dan, I might, I'll just take that bet. Plus 170, $20. Let's do it. You guys called All me right. out, so I got to okay. prove myself this weekend. Love it. All righty. Well, Content. with that being said, I'll throw it back for a sec, for, for a, a quick second. That segment was brought to you by El Yucateco Hot Sauce. Get it for the holidays. I have loved Gonzaga from the first time I saw him. Alrighty, and then our last segment: Are we doing favorite Thanksgiving food, or are we doing Gonzaga players as Thanksgiving foods? Gonzaga players, Gonzaga players. My bad. All right. Who, who wants to take the mantle for this one? Because Zane wants it. All right, Zane's going. All right, boys. I got pretty excited about this. I had to get it out of the way early because uh, I think this player is going to get going to get picked. Maybe they'll get picked again. Doesn't really matter. This is my player comp, though. Um, I'm going to go Jalen Suggs. Jalen Suggs for Thanksgiving would be a turducken. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, a turducken. That's a combo turkey, duck, chicken. You know why? Because it's got it all, baby. And because you've never had it before, but you heard it's pretty good. That's what Jalen Suggs is. He's got it all. He's got the speed. He's got the size. He's got the shooting. He's got the defense. Uh, and you know what? We've never had a player like this before, but we're finally going to get to try it. And we're going to get to try it this Thanksgiving. Turducken, Jalen Suggs. That's a start right there. That is good. That is good right there. Do you often have turducken at your Thanksgiving? Thing? No, Jake, I just said I've never had it before, but I'm about to. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I, I expect else. to see a picture of a turducken. Has anyone has no? I'm not actually having a turducken this year. Uh, but has anyone else ever had that before? I don't think I actually know anyone who's no. had it. Is that a mystical creature? Like what? <laughs> no, it's like you cook a duck inside of a turkey. And, oh, so no, a chicken tur- inside of a duck inside of a turkey. So there isn't oh, like a combo true. chicken turkey duck that exists somewhere in the wild. Oh, side of fries. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that would just kind of look like a duck, right? Like if you just yeah. them all. Let's keep this puppy moving. Jake, who are you picking this year for your Thanksgiving meal? Oh, man. I, I had Kispert as, as one, but Zane kind of stepped on that toes um, a bit. Uh, I'm going to go – no, I'm going to keep it. I'm going to go Kispert just as the simple turkey. Because when you think about Thanksgiving – you're like, what food is there? There's a turkey. When you think of the Zags, there's Corey Kispert. That is the cornerstone. He's the rock upon we built this church. And I think he's going to, you know, this allow all the other foods to reach their maximum potential because he is the base. I, I have a quick question for the group here. And I've, I've kind of stood on this hill for a little while now. This has nothing to do with with Corey Kispert. I think the comparison is great. Um, turkey, though, just the in general, turkey. It doesn't do anything for me. I feel like without the gravy, it sucks. 
You might be cooking dry turkey. It's Babe, just, have you had a fried turkey though? See, okay, fried turkey is different. An oven roasted turkey sucks. A fried turkey is very different. Mm. If you have a good oven roasted turkey, it's pretty damn good. Without the gravy, it's just sandwich meat. I I I mean, I love turkey. I don't know what you're talking about. I mean, mm. sign me up for like a steak or something instead, like lobster. I don't know. Give me some other holiday food. Oh, Zane only eats lobster at Thanksgiving. A good, uh, a good smoked turkey is also mm. that hits the spot. It's a great point. It's a great point. All righty. Well, I will, uh, I will go ahead and pass it off to Coop here. Coop. Oh, um, baby. Well, in our pre-pod meet, I kind of gave my breakdown of this whole thing, <laughs> but, um. I think I'm going to go with a little mashed potato action here. And I'm going to say Anton is our mashed potatoes. My logic behind that is we all know mashed potatoes. They're always consistent. You're never going to eat shitty mashed potatoes unless someone just really fucks them up. And I think Anton's that guy. I think he's going to know his role really well. He's going to play defense. He's going to do what he needs to on offense. And he's going to get the job done every game. So, yeah, he's our mashed potato man. I love that comparison. Reasonable. And he slows you down too, because he's you know he slows you down right in your tracks. You can't just stuff a ton of mashed potatoes. You got to kind of take your time, let it go down slow. That's what he does. He slows you down. Love it. Absolutely. Alrighty, Zambi, who's your uh, Thanksgiving food guy? (laughs) So, am I allowed to choose the same food but a different player? Or does that have to be like completely different? Do it. I think so. I think it has to be different. No, give us do it and then we'll different vote player. on who do it different and we'll player. vote on who's better, who who fits the role better. Ooh. Okay. So my pick was Drew Timmy as mashed potatoes. One, because he mashes you in the paint, but he's still a little bit buttery. He'll drive on you from the three-point line and then just come up with a little floater. And then <laughs> that was pretty much it. I, I have a backup though, if you guys don't like that. <laughs> I don't know. Pun wise, Zambies definitely wins. We can yeah, all agree. Yeah. Dude, Z- I, love the, wins. I love the buttery through the lane. That uh <laughs> that sealed it for me. What's your other one, Zambi? Uh the other one I was gonna do uh Joel Yai as cranberry sauce because he's not always at the table, but when he is, he puts off fireworks whether it be at some side during Thanksgiving dinner or it's the day after, like we talked about, with the turkey sandwich panini press kind of deal. You just slob some cranberry sauce on it, gets the job done. That's what we like to see here. Go Zags. Ooh. Saucy. He's saucy. God, I don't know what oh. I do. Now I had two that were really good right before me. Hey, <laughs> J-Page, you should go. I'll, I'll go last. Uh, I'll send up the straps. <laughs> All righty. Well. This player has yet to be mentioned yet, um, so I'm super excited to give him the credit he deserves. Andrew Nemhard is your insert favorite pie, cake, whatever you have for dessert for Thanksgiving. Personally, I love warmed pumpkin pie with a little whipped cream. Um, The reason being is he's he's sweet with the basketball. That was terrible. But... (laughs) (laughs) I had to try and follow up Zambies somehow, but that turned out <laughs> terrible. Um, he can tie the whole meal together, tie that whole food coma, tie the team together. He's exciting. You're looking forward to him. 
And uh, yeah, I think, you know, not being mentioned uh, is, is criminal, but Andrew Nemhard, pumpkin pie. And I think in this case too, like it would be like, say like you have like the aunt that like always brings the pumpkin pie. She like mm-hmm. thinks she forgot it, but then she realizes it's there and then it's Andrew Nemhard. <laughs> so you get to eat the pie. Exactly. Because this happens every Thanksgiving. That's very common. Who, who's your aunt, Dan? What aunt, what aunt is <laughs> Wait, this? Your aunt forgets a pie every Thanksgiving? <laughs> I don't know. I was trying to think of something where it's a surprise that you have it. but He's just stalling. He's just stalling because he knows he's out. <laughs> All right. I'm up. Um, okay. I'm going to go with someone new. Someone else that hasn't been mentioned. I'm going to go Aaron Cook as the gravy. I think the gravy is like that that old like family recipe that like you just need that experience that makes everything else better and without the gravy it's a little bland but then you throw a little Aaron Cook in there nicely cooked gravy Aaron Cook sprinkles it on and there you go yeah magic that's good that's good I feel like it's a shame we didn't come up with something for Balo though oh I have one for Balo let's hear it um i'm definitely going stuffing for ballo simply because he's gonna stuff everyone in the paint <laughs> oh god low-hanging fruit low-hanging fruit oh, that was too jake, easy that's a jake pun hey right. hey so a great pun is what pay homage say. pay homage to jake's yeah. nicknames yeah. martinez olauskas is is the rolls like he's like hey everyone make sure you grab grab a little bread too don't forget about <laughs> me over here but all the kids <laughs> Yeah, and Pavel, Pavel's the pecan pie where it's like, well, you have the pumpkin pie or the pecan pie. For now, you're going to take the pumpkin pie until the till the pumpkin runs out. Then you'll dabble into the pecan, maybe. Dane, who's your, God forbid, green bean casserole? Can't go without a, oh, that guy. Green bean casserole? Hmm, let me think. Green bean casserole, that's the thing that's, it's, it's sauce. It doesn't need gravy. You can put gravy on it if you want to. Um, I'm kind of stalling here. Uh, you could you could eat it on a plate or possibly a bowl. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think for the green bee casserole, I would go. I go Harris. I, I think Dom Harris mm. could pull off a little green bean casserole. Um, good rationale. <laughs> <laughs> Sound. I'm gonna rational. throw one more hat in the ring. I think Julian Strother is that. Like really nice, like nicely prepared Thanksgiving salad you get where like you've just been loaded down with so much heavy food. And then you get like this nice little like walnut strawberry salad. We're like, you know what? This kind of this hits this. This really compliments the team. Walnut walnut strawberry salad, Jake. Exactly. Exactly. There we go. There it is. I think we covered it. Well, hey, great, great, fun little segment there. Thanks, everyone, so much for listening this week. Hell of an episode. Gonzaga's back, boys. Go Zags. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't quite ready for that handoff. Uh, I would like to wish everyone a happy Thanksgiving. Be thankful for the Zags. Uh, We have an opportunity this weekend as Zag fans that we've not – ever really had before we are ranked number one in the country defending our title against a true blue blood powerhouse that is kansas basketball this is an opportunity that we cannot pass up um if we lose this game in the grand scheme of things it wouldn't be the end of the world but if we win it 
it would mean the world. So we got to get out there, get up early on Thanksgiving. Let's get a dub, boys. Bet the over. Bet the over. Yeah, we're playing king of the hill right now. And for once, we're on top of the hill to start the season. And you know what? Let's send those nerds into the snowbank. Yeah. Uh, Pretty much all I have to say here is uh, hope you guys all have a great, happy, and safe Thanksgiving. Remember to social distance. Don't take random girls on dates. And go Zags. Go Zags. Let's go 2-0 this week. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Let's go that. Happy Thanksgiving. Go Zags. Let's go, baby. (laughs) All right.